0: Welcome to a brand new episode of Happy Cast. I am your host Brian, and guys, I have to tell you, we are very lucky today. We're joined by our new co-host. We found a permanent Ben replacement. He uh, he sure plays a mean pinball. I can tell you that much. He just, he just stands like a statue, becoming part of the machine. Uh, it's, uh, it's really great. I'm you know I'm looking forward to getting to know him, finding out how we bounce off of each other, please give a warm welcome to our new co-host, Randall. Randall still isn't here yet? I told him to be here an hour ago. Well, Ben, looks like it's your lucky day. You get one last show. You better make it a good one.
1: Oh, uh, hi. I'm Ben, not Randall. Oh, okay, well...
0: That really that really throws off our whole theme we were gonna do a pinball themed episode but oh hi guess... Brian oh hi Ben I guess we could make this our Ben farewell episode it's like a, yeah. it's like that last episode of the office with Michael Scott
1: yeah it'll be just like goodbye Ben secret last name that isn't secret it's a poorly kept secret Mulbin okay
0: Ben Thur well, B- Bolden Binther, I'm uh, glad to see you. You're sight for sore eyes. How have you been? How's it going? How uh, have I been? How's Ben been? That's the name of our new segment that we're never going to do ever.
1: Oh, I'm doing okay besides the whole getting fired from the happy cast by Slade thing and replaced well, by Randall. But other than that, I guess I'm doing okay. That's a bummer. That's a, that's a tough break, man. That's As somebody. My as
0: somebody who's been on a podcast and lost it before let me tell you you'll you'll bounce back you'll end up on you'll knock on another show you'll be on car talk or maybe you'll be the subject of serial season 2 who Uh-oh. knows
1: i'll i'll team up with Wootinator and we'll, we'll get something going absolutely i'm 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 sure whatever
0: future podcasting that you have will be pretty successful um, let's let's go ahead and uh, move forward to happy hour uh, that's right, everybody. Happy Hour is, as we all know, the part of the show where we share with the listener the thing that's making us happy for the week. Ben, what's your happy hour pick?
1: Well, uh, I want to try to lighten up the mood uh, so I won't think about the whole slate thing. Anyway, my happy hour this week is blueberry water. Blueberry waffles? Those are good, too. This is Blueberry Water. It is a liquid consumable, like a drink, basically. Uh, all right. Well, so I, have, Megan and I discovered this thing called Clear American Water. Uh, it is delicious. It's flavor carbonated water, and it's like zero calories or something. So It's we can drink. carbonated? Yeah. Well, it, it tastes like it's a, supposed to be kind of like a Sprite-type drink, but there are a bunch of different flavors that, they, that exist. And, and there's zero, zero calories. Zero calories,
0: yeah. What, uh, is, what kind of uh, sweetener do they have in there? Is there an aspartame? Is there
1: uh That is a good question. Uh, yeah, aspartame, it says. Okay. But zero sugar, zero caffeine, zero calories, zero sodium.
0: No no caffeine, man. That's, that's what I go to a fizzy drink for, Ben, is caffeine. That's my top priority.
1: Uh, I just drink it for the flavor, so I can have something that isn't just plain water all the time mm-hmm. well they have all sorts of flavors there's like strawberry there's uh coconut something there's peach there's watermelon black cherry uh but the new one i only found one time and is delicious we bought five of it, it was so good is blueberry i've already talked before on the show about how much i love blueberry as in i talked about i think the blueberry muffin top cereal last episode it is delicious. I, I I freaking love blueberries. Well this is blueberry water and it is very good. I don't know. I like it much. Where um where
0: is this blueberry water available? Can I buy it at a local grocery? Do you have to order it online?
1: I assume you can buy it at a grocery store. I don't know if it's like a Walmart specific thing, but that's where we see it. But we don't see it at all Walmarts. We did not see it at our neighborhood market, but we saw it at our supercenter nearby. And we normally well, don't go there, so I need you again.
0: Wait a minute. Uh, can we roll back for just a moment? You said your neighborhood
1: market, you have a neighborhood market Walmart. Is that a different caliber of Walmart? Uh, neighborhood market Walmart is just the grocery stuff and like the pharmacy and like toilet paper, cards, that kind of stuff. Wow, okay.
0: I've never seen one of those. Everything around here is just a super center.
1: Oh, yeah. Well, we have three of those in our one town. But that is, I guess, not super surprising since we live about, I think I I mentioned before, 45 minutes away from their headquarters. Yep. It's Walmart country out that way. We have a whole bunch of those. But, uh, yeah, the neighborhood market is my favorite because you don't have to go into the... Well, because you don't have to go in and deal with all the people. I mean... If I don't need electronics or TV or shirts, I'll go to the neighborhood market. I get all it's my... The small, slightly smaller selection, they don't have blueberry water.
0: but It, it just sounds like Walmart minus the fun stuff.
1: Well, I'll, I need the food. So it's the stuff I need to live, I guess.
0: Hey, Ben, I need I need all these $10 Blu- Blu-rays to keep living. They're, they're fundamental to my survival.
1: Isn't that what Amazon's for? But sometimes
0: I need something...
1: Instantly. Oh, well, what about Amazon now?
0: That That's a two-hour window. That's pretty good. We're closing in on it, but I could still drive to a Walmart and then be home with a new Blu-ray copy of... Uh, let's look around here. Of The Thing in about 22 minutes.
1: Yeah, but then you have to drive somewhere. I don't mind. I sometimes like driving. What if both your legs break? Well...
0: That's a good point. That's a good point. I guess I'd have bigger bigger problems at that point to worry about oh, then yeah, that's probably copies true. of the thing.
1: Yeah, I'm gonna watch the thing soon, actually. That's on my recent watching in the future list. This is, it's, a fun, it's a fun one, Ben. It's got Keith David in it. I have both the Thing and the Thing remake that came out recently. So I can see how they both are. I haven't seen the remake. I've heard mixed things about it, but I'll check it out myself and, you know, I'll, I'll get back to you. Right, well, yeah, so Blueberry Clear American Water is delicious. That's my happy hour for this week. And what is it's yours? A, it's a bin endorsement.
0: Uh, my happy hour this week is Ben endorsed. My happy hour pick this week is the 1982 horror sci-fi classic, The Thing. What? Starring Kurt Russell and Keith David really as well as wilford brimley
1: that's your happy it's not even the movie segment yet but it's uh so good
0: what can't uh, spoil it, no. though. <laughs> okay but really ben uh, my happy hour pick this week is uh just i've had a terrific day today's been a great day just just waking up in the morning got a guy to thank god i didn't no, but uh, today it seemed a little little bit odd
1: mm. first
0: of all let me tell you uh there was no barking from the dog there Again? was zero smog didn't you already do this <laughs> not not on the show oh okay <laughs> uh my 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 uh, mom cooked a breakfast uh with no no pork no pork products at all so that's good because uh. you know more of uh, you know i try to avoid it when i can are you stalling or is this your happy hour uh, my happy hour pick this week, Ben, is uh, when I uh, just just incorporate uh, song lyrics into conversations, like you know, like that. That's what I'll just do that sometimes. I'll just say a song lyric. Anybody that's listened to uh, at least fifteen minutes of the Happy Cast know that I, I'll, I'll just do that, and I get endless joy out of it. It's not. I'll do it like it's a joke, but it's not a joke. It's just a thing I do. <laughs>
1: I do something a little bit different, or I don't just speak song lyrics, but if something someone says sounds like a song lyric, I'll just start singing that part of the song. Okay, alright. Because I don't know a lot of lyrics, but the ones I know, I can sing the tune to. I think we talked about that before, about how I don't know lyrics, but know the song itself.
0: Oh yeah, me too. I have poor lyrical comprehension. I've heard... there's songs I've heard... Dozens, dozens of times, popular songs that I could not tell you the lyrics to.
1: Like if we walk by the candy store in the mall, it's like, oh, I want candy. I'll start singing that song. Or sometimes if it's even close to that, like uh, I want waffles. I'll start singing I want waffles to the tune of I want candy. See, that's fun. That's people.
0: People find us delightful, Ben. That's uh, I, if, yeah, I, if I were so. getting waffles, it be really annoying.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: uh,
1: I'm trying to get more I, examples. I uh, one, I think someone. Mentioned something about not knowing what love is. So I, I want to sing. know what love is. Yeah, Michael, Michael Bolton?
0: Is that Michael Bolton?
1: I, I have no idea about that kind of thing, but I know the song, so I would sing that part. Lots of stuff like that. Yeah, it, maybe it's
0: an annoying habit, and that's my happy hour is this annoying habit I have. <laughs> it's us
1: being annoying.
0: I'll also, I also have the ha- a habit of um, when I'm talking to somebody and we're reminiscing about past events, like one does, I, I'll sometimes just conflate actual things that happened with just movie movie plots. What? Like I was talking to, uh, to a good friend of mine I've known for like twenty years. We're talking about when we were kids, like, Yeah, you remember how after school we used to go out in the woods behind behind the neighborhood and you know, we'd uh, hang out back there and build tree houses. and we found that dirt road one time that didn't lead anywhere. It was wild, and I uh, and I'll interject like, "Yeah, yeah," and remember, remember when we we followed those train tracks and we, went and we found that dead body? It's like, no, that's uh, that's that, that's just the plot to this, uh, Stand By Me. Like, stand oh, By you're Me. You're right. The the standby Stephen <laughs> King's The Stand by me. <laughs> it's, uh, it's a it's a heartwarming coming of age coming of age story about a group of boys who uh, travel out into the woods to find the super flu. And then they all get the flu and die on the train tracks. <laughs> I I still haven't read The Stand, so I cannot get too specific about The
1: Stand. That's, that's about it. Just the okay. super flu, and then and, dreams and good and evil versus. Okay. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know, Ben.
0: Maybe I should not maybe I should cut back on doing this annoying stuff. It's like you remember like you remember that time I was off on a Friday and you came by my house and I went to go get cereal, but we're out of milk, my dad said to just put water on it. It's like no, that's just that's that's the movie Friday. You're talking about the movie Friday. So like, I have not okay, I movie. guess I guess you're right.
1: Uh, I don't think I've done that before. I sometimes will like be like, Oh, remember that time we did this thing? Like yeah, or like I'll tell some not that way. I'll tell some story about something I did and they're like, "Yeah, I'm me too. I was there. You did that with me." <laughs> he'll
0: you'll, you'll he'll uh, tell it like you're like you're giving them new information like, "Let me yeah. tell you. Ben, let me tell you about the time we had Chris on this podcast. It was mm, uh I don't
1: remember that.
0: Well, it was it was about 2 months ago and we didn't think it'd come together. But scheduling lined up just right, and
1: uh, it, was, uh, it was okay. We had a good time. Then he lost a you... big football game, and we all started chanting his name anyway.
0: Mm-hmm. Yep, and then like he, he had so much heart that we put him in for one play, and he got a, a touchdown. I don't remember. Well, I, I haven't seen Rudy in a long time. Well, sl-
1: oh, Rudy? I don't know about Chris. Slade didn't want him on the show, so we put all of our mics on his desk one at a time. And that we weren't going to podcast if it weren't for him. Ah, yes.
0: Good times. We all remember that thing that happened. Anyway, that's my happy hour, I guess.
1: Yeah, well, that's both of them, then. Since Randall's not here to give his... but it's pinball, though.
0: We're still uh, a couple of pinball wizards. I guess. Uh, Let's uh, go ahead and move on to our next segment. But first... A quick word from this week's sponsor. Hey, it's me talking, The Fonz Pinball. Want to play me? Play the Fonz Pinball, a rugged machine with plenty of fast action. You're pretty slick, huh? The Fonz Pinball is the real thing, with drag strip raceways, lots of bumper action too. Watch those independent action flippers. Pointing bells, lights, real scarring. The Fonz Pinball machine. Hey, by Coleco. <coughs> Hey everybody! Welcome to the Bummer Patrol. It's the part of the show where we talk about the things that's making us sad.
1: Um,
0: ben, why are you looking so
1: sad? Bummer uh, I uh, <laughs> name again that this is Bummer Patrol. Uh, <laughs> I would like
0: to, I would like to reset that this is the Bummer Patrol because I'm afraid the listeners might have forgotten in the five seconds since the last time I said it.
1: Yeah, but I, they probably still know. Joe's dozed off for a second. Uh, my band patrol is Slade firing me.
0: Uh, yeah, you're right. I mean, the show's not going to be the same without you, Ben. Especially since you do all the recording and post production <laughs> and upload the show. I honestly don't know how the show's going to continue without you.
1: Let's hope Randall is as good a wizard as the, at that as he is at pinball. But well, I guess I shouldn't be talking about that because I am under an NDA from from Slade. So, don't, don't, I didn't say that. Anyway, so my Blood Patrol is Cat Birth. Oh, hey,
0: this is the one that you teased last week, right? Yeah,
1: oh, always teasing that Cat Birth. That's um, a real
0: Cat Birth teaser. So, have you delivered a lot of cat babies?
1: Uh, not a lot. Well, alright, here's how it started. Like, I think I mentioned a few weeks ago that we suddenly had a cat. Uh, I think it happened... Edward the Cat. No, well, No, no. two months ago. A cat that we'd seen around sometimes it would be nice to, but not let it in or anything. Then it decided to start sitting up on our little porch balcony walkway thing, and it then it just came inside one day and we're like, all right, well we have a cat now, so we fed it and did all that stuff. And a few times Megan's commented that it's been getting fatter, and we thought, oh well, maybe it lives somewhere else too because it knows to go or knows to go to the door when it wants to go to the bathroom. It, like, meows when it wants out. So it seems like it might have been someone else's cat in the, in the past. So uh, we, we just kind of kept it. And it, it sleeps inside. It has a pet bed. We've got some toys. But it, it stays outside a lot. And it, it got fatter and fatter. We thought it was feeding somewhere else. And then one day, Megan was gone. It started, uh, like, all day. It would, like, start walking around me and, like, rubbing up its face against me and meowing just over and over trying to get pets and, like, I don't know whatever kitty cuddles. I don't know what cats need. I'm doing that all the time. Uh, I'd open the door, it would do that. There was weirdly enough, there was a black cat outside that day. That it's one of the neighborhood ones, but it's it's scared of people. It always runs away from people. <clears throat> and it sat at the top of like our walkway thing, just staring at Enigma, walking around me over and over. It was really weird. Well, the Nygma disappeared into the bedroom for a while, and. Uh, I, we couldn't find her. Megan got home then. We could not find where she went. We looked all under all the furniture, looked everywhere, could not find her. So We said, like, oh, well, I guess she snuck out And one of us opened the door. So we sat down and watched the show. She showed up from the bedroom. And then she walked around us, meowed, and, like, rubbed against us again, and then went back in the bedroom. And we're like, okay, we better follow it this time so it doesn't get lost. Or we don't, I mean, like, we lost from us finding it. Uh, we found it in the closet on top of Megan's wedding dress. And it was like meowing, making weird sounds. And then Megan thought she saw something start to poke out from its behind. And um,
0: So you took it to the cat box immediately.
1: Well, all right, well we weren't sure yet. We f- our first goal was to get it off of the wedding dress. Because we're thinking, oh no, we think we might know what gender this cat is now. We had no idea <laughs> previously. We're pretty sure now. Get it off of the wedding dress right away. We, Megan did that very carefully. She did not want to move, understandably. You would not want to move someone who's currently going into labor and having a baby sticking out of them. Well, it, it got out and then very slowly crawled under Megan's nightstand. We're like, okay, no, not good either. It could get stuck under there. And so we got it to leave there, and it crawled all the way under our bed, under, under my nightstand, which is in the corner of uh, the room. So... Uh, I picked up the nightstand, went into the other room and called mom and said, okay, I think our cat – well, I think there's a cat emergency. This is 1.30 in the morning, by the way, so I woke her up. No. I said, there's a cat emergency, and she didn't seem happy at first because maybe it was <laughs> something like, ah, oh, our cat is coughing or we can't find it. But then I mentioned uh, – <laughs> It's a
0: cat emergency. Oh, man. Just think about all the different cat emergencies you could wake the mom up at <laughs> 1 a.m. for.
1: Well, uh
0: – Cat emergency. It only ate half of its dinner.
1: Oh, no. Well, so then I told her, We think our cat's giving birth and then she seemed more like or more or less kind of annoyed that I had to wake her up. I felt bad calling it all, but this kind of was a cat emergency. Hey, this cat is giving birth in our bedroom. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so she gave some advice. I ran and got a box that a couple jigsaw puzzles came in. Ran in there and uh the the first cat was already sticking out. I looked underneath before we did the nightstand, I looked underneath it. There was Nigma down there and a cat head sticking out half of her. There's a cat sticking out of a cat. I was like, oh god, I gotta get this box. So I lifted the nightstand, put it on the bed, got the box, and we eventually were able to get Nigma into the box. And, um, well, one baby came out, and kitty, uh, kitties and cats are kinda gross after they give birth, having to lick them clean from their birthal fluids or whatever. It was not cool. And the cats have to gnaw off the umbilical cord or something. It was also mm-hmm. not cool. Yeah. So mm. graphic, graphic warning. <laughs> oh, yeah, can we get can we get, a,
0: can we get a, an explicit tag
1: on this podcast? Well, maybe if people hear the part the cat birth part, maybe they'll just know to not hear the birthy details. I don't know. Well, yeah. Well, that happened. And we're like, okay, there's one cat. She seems okay now. She's just licking the cat clean. The cat is meowing because it's new and then uh all of a sudden a second cat started showing up. And so cat number 2 started coming out. I was like okay, well it's in the box now with like a towel in there. This cat will just give birth. Okay, it has two now. The first one was like a totally black one, then a white and black one spotted. Third one came. I now I'm just sitting in the living room just waiting while Megan watches the cat have babies all over the place. Because we kind of to take shifts because it was gross. Uh, fourth cat came, and I started thinking of uh, 101 Dalmatians, and I got a little bit nervous. It was raining outside just like in that.
0: <laughs> You're waiting for a, like a Cruella de type figure to show up talking about her new cat coats.
1: Yeah. Well, I'm thinking more like the dog birth scene where like the human guy and the dog guy were both sitting in the living room together while it rains. And the nurse keeps coming out and like going, oh there's another one. Ah, oh, I got 14 now. That's what it felt like when Megan came in and informed me of three and four. I was like, oh, no, please stop. And eventually she stopped. No more babies came out. We were very glad.
0: Yeah, I remember getting the emergency uh, cat birth text from you, I, I suppose, right after you called your mother. Yeah. Maybe, maybe <laughs> I was on the list after that. And uh, we had a reference jinx where we both went for the same 101 Dalmatians uh, joke at the same time.
1: Yeah, that was awesome. Uh, <clears throat> just like we have an email jinx to the engine nerdy show coming up. Uh, Listen yeah, to that thing. we neither of us knew.
0: <laughs> yeah, we didn't know. It was, we accidentally sent the same like. Actually, stupid, like yeah, just like like awful, awful, annoying email. Like <laughs> let me let me enlighten you about the history of Mario Brothers Two. Uh,
1: <laughs> yeah, so yeah it was that now the cats are growing oh well sorry three of the cats are growing up one of them died sadly well it was it's kind of weird because i we went in there and it, we thought it looked kind of cute is like sleeping all the cats are cute when they're sleeping and the other three were like fighting over who gets to drink milk next and they're all like punching each other i i think i have that video somewhere a bunch of cats punching each other for milk time and then got a picture of the, the cute sleeping one and then we realized it still hadn't moved so we picked it up and it was just all stiff and it was really sad. So we gave we put it in like a small box and taped it up and gave it a little kitty funeral. The other that three seem healthy though. It's good. Oh well, the I, one I that has have... a twisted wrist. Oh no. Yeah, one of their wrists a is like a diagonal. Little,
0: little wrist uh cast, little cat
1: wrist, well, I, cast. I've read that we'll need to give it a splint eventually, but I think we're going like next week for it. I read it's not, like, an urgent thing where you definitely have to get the cat, the newborn kitten there. It started out like that. It wasn't... Okay. It didn't, like, get it post-birth.
0: It didn't, didn't, like, twist it playing tennis?
1: No, no. (laughs) Tennis wrist.
0: Okay. Yeah, Yeah, that's unfortunate that... Unfortunately, unfortunate that one didn't make it. But I don't have a lot of experience with cat birth, but it doesn't seem uncommon for there to be a runt of the litter that doesn't doesn't make it.
1: Oh, yeah. yeah I've heard it is pretty common, especially if it's a fairly young cat, and I'm pretty sure ours is somewhere mm. around a year old. I heard they can get pregnant after about four weeks. So woo-hoo. Oh no.
0: <laughs> well, it sounds like you're going to have a real cat problem in about four weeks, man. You've got to get rid of these kittens.
1: Uh, we're probably going to keep at least one of them. Hey, if anyone wants us to mail you a cat...
0: Nope, that's we'll not just, how that
1: works. We'll stick it in a mason jar, poke a couple holes in it, and UPS it to you. Yeah,
0: there, I don't know what the process of, of sending a cat in the mail would be, but...
1: Um, probably not that.
0: Probably Yeah, there's, yeah, there's probably a, a protocol that needs to be followed.
1: Alright, we won't stick it in a mason jar. But uh, we were trying to think up names for him. got any cat names?
0: Um, okay, uh, uh, Devin... Devin's a good one. But that's uh, our
1: question OT week. Name the oh. three cats. It's a black one, a black and white one, and one that we're just calling Nigma Jr. because it's like gray stripes and spots, sort of. I don't really know how to describe it, but
0: yeah. Uh, you just go with another Batman villain. You go with like an Ivy or uh, you go with like a Harley Quinn something or another.
1: Yeah, we're thinking something for that one, for one of them. Uh, the black one, we were between Bruce and Selina <laughs> I think, Phantasm. I think I saw um, a boy part on the black one. So right now we're just calling it Bruce, Bruce the Cat.
0: That's pretty funny. I like Bruce the Cat. <laughs> All right. Well, we should post a, a thing on the Happy Cast Facebook page, asking for cat names.
1: Yeah, and the tweeter. It'll be the Question OT week. All right, sounds good. Well, that's Can't wait to get
0: responses funeral. to that.
1: Well, yeah, the cats themselves are cute. The cat birth itself and the one kitty funeral were both very big bummers. I did not expect to have to... I mean, I was just having a fun day. We were going to watch Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., and then suddenly a cat was sticking out of another cat.
0: Yep, that that's that's how that's how cats work, I think. I don't know, I've never... And
1: I think most animals that are mammals and give birth... What?
0: Uh, you'll have to explain this to me off air, Ben. I don't, oh, I don't know okay. if I follow... All right. Well, my bummer patrol this
1: week is telemarketers. They're the worst. Oh, why, why telemarketers? This seems out of the blue for you. I've never heard you complain about them before. Have I not complained about them before? <laughs> never ever. Here, here's my thing. Like telemarketers, they're people. They're people
0: doing a job, and that's fine. And it's not it seems like a stressful thing to have to do. So whenever I get one of those calls, I try to be patient and respectful. Uh, you know, like talk to them like a fellow human being, which they I guess they don't get a lot.
1: Yeah, um, that's true. Uh, I used to not, I used to work in a phone center place, and oh, it it was terrible. Everyone was really mean to you most of the time. And so ever since then, I tried to be really nice to everyone who calls me unless they yeah. start being mean.
0: That's true. I mean, if they provoke you, there's nothing you can do about it, but. Yeah, I mean, I mean it's a it's a it's a unfortunate situation for me to get the call. It's it sucks for them to have to make the call. We're both actually just victims of the system at that point. Neither one of us wants this call to take place, but they need a paycheck and I'm going to, you know, I'll I'll try to be nice about it. But Ben, do you know that telemarketers they're not all human anymore? What? I know. It's shocking.
1: Want me to roll a clip?
0: Uh, yeah, do we have a clip?
1: I think I just found it.
0: <laughs> okay, let's let's listen. Should uh, I actually explain the...
1: Yeah, yeah, explain it real fast. So I can pull it up on my phone.
0: Okay, so I've been getting a lot of these calls lately uh, that are... Actually, they're technically very impressive. Like, I, I respect the, that, that voice recognition has come this far. It's kind of cool. Uh, you know, I'll pick it up and... I say, you know, normal, normal phone greeting, hello. And <laughs> oh, oh get...
1: normal phone greeting. <laughs> like
0: it's a robot. Normal phone greeting. I'm trying, I'm trying to find a new phone greeting. So if anyone wants to send a ahoy suggestion hoy. for how I should answer my phone, ahoy hoy, that's a good one. I'll take other suggestions.
1: Greetings, human.
0: <laughs> but you say hello, and then you, you get a uh, very nice, pleasant sounding person. Hey, how you doing today? It's like uh, I- I'm. I'm 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 okay. How can I help you? It's like, uh, yes, uh, I'm calling uh, about about uh, your long distance provider or something of that nature, and I'm like, oh, okay. And the first time I got one of these calls, it, it took me a second to to pick up on it, but it's it's re- it's kind of interesting because it's not a real person. It's a series of recordings that respond based on what you say. Uh, so. You, uh so i'll say like oh well i'm not interested so like, okay well thank you for your time like it's kind of it's i'm amazed that it manages to find the appropriate response so what i've taken to doing is i'll i'll pick up hello and then when i, rec- when I recognize that it's one of these things i'll go uh <clears throat> and they'll say oh i'm sorry i couldn't catch that could you repeat it and i go <clears throat> Like, oh, I, uh, could you repeat that? Uh, about the like, I'll just do Boomhauer from King of the Hill. <laughs> and uh, by the third one, they they it was like okay, well uh, I'm sorry for sorry for interrupting you. Please have a good day, and they'll just end it. But uh, I mean, it's kind of cool. You can find clips on YouTube. I was actually looking it up the other day of a guy who recorded his interaction with one, and like he's he he like says like why. You know, why, why am I getting a call from a robot? And it's like, sir, I am not a robot. And he's having an <laughs> argument about whether or not this, uh, this call is coming from a robot. It's pretty It's pretty funny. Uh, I guess we'll probably share a clip of that on the website. Is I, that something we can do? I, I can
1: just add it in here. The, the clip okay. of you yep. talking to one, I can put it in now. Okay, sure. Sure. I'll hear it. How are you doing
0: today? Hey, Dave, I'm fine. How are you doing? your area. Uh, would you be interested in receiving a free wireless home security system in exchange for putting a small security sign in your yard? I don't know, Dave. Please tell me more.
1: Dave? Well, my job is just to make sure you are interested in learning
0: more. Um, I have a <laughs> specialist who can explain all the details, and then you can decide if this is a good fit for you and your family. Aj- is that okay? Abisha? Is that okay? Ajaba? Yeah, that's uh, pretty much that's how it goes. I get one of these phone calls, not not, not terribly, not not, not often, uh, maybe once a week or so. And I, you know, it's my bummer patrol, but I'm actually kind of excited to get them at this point. <laughs> so I'm just trying, I'm trying to say new things.
1: Uh, I had never gotten one like yours before until I think a couple weeks ago. But then once I realized I got so excited, that I hung up and didn't even get to play with it.
0: What? You, you got so excited that you hung up? That was your response? No,
1: I, I was like, oh, I got this. I got to hang up and tell Brian. Oh, wait, I didn't have to do anything.
0: Oh, yeah. He should have had fun with it then. That's know. my recommendation.
1: Well, I got a telemarketer today who started saying, like, oh, we can erase your credit card debt. And he started asking me questions. And I was like, oh, okay. And he started asking me, like, oh, so I hear you have a credit card debt of over $3,000. And I was like, no, our limit's not even that high. <laughs> and we're well underneath it and, like, paying on time and paid in full. And he's like, well, well, what kind of card do you have? Just give me your card number and to end the expiration date. And I was like, okay, well, that, no.
0: So, that sounds like that sounds like a scam.
1: Yeah, I was like, oh, hold on a second. So I, I just hung up then, because if you're trying to scam me, I'm not going to just be super polite. But I'm not going to yell at you angrily. I'm just going to hang up and be like, no, no. So I called that number back. The only reason I answered it in the first place is because it had a local area code. So I called it back, and it was just some dude who sounded like it could have been just like a guy like me and he was like hello I was like dad's got a call from this number and he's like uh I haven't called anyone in a, in like several hours like uh, okay well just letting you know someone has like duped your number or something and called me as if it's some kind of credit card scam thing he's like oh sorry my god like, oh, it's not your fault no big deal see you later I don't know why I said see you later I'm not going to see him later <laughs> Although see I you might. later uh, maybe it's like, like some guy that works at Best Buy I don't know yeah I got one of those today and then right yeah. after, I got something else. I don't remember what it was, though. Oh, yeah, someone just trying to upgrade us to television. I was like, yeah, we don't really watch TV. We don't have cable right now. We just use, like, Netflix and Hulu and all that stuff. And she's like, oh, well, I have this package that adds on all these other things that Netflix doesn't <laughs> give you. I'm like, yeah, if I wanted HBO Go, I could just buy HBO Go. I didn't say that. It's going to be really nice the... to her, so I listen to her pitch.
0: Mm-hmm. You got to listen to the pitch. Yeah, we get that a lot here, too. It's – uh. Comcast, man, they're Desperate to get a phone line in your house It's like, we just, like, no We have the internet, you're kind of the only Game in town for internet, so we pay you a lot Of money for internet, and that's it We're good there, it's like, oh, we could cut Your bill down, if you just let us put a phone In, you'll have a landline, it's like, no We'll pay more, we don't want your phone Oh, uh, we can give you cable, So like, we don't need cable What are you talking about oh, It's so sad, so desperate, I wish We had another option for internet Yeah, she tried but, the landline too
1: comcast oh yeah she tried the landline too but she had no follow-up for me saying yeah we don't really need a landline because i guess she understands too (laughs)
0: like how are you gonna (laughs) are you gonna sell people on a landline at that point the
1: only one i would need one for is if i wanted to call in for the podcast ask me another and be one of the Mm. guest puzzle solvers or whatever need a landline for that yeah they also need a landline so every now and then i consider oh i wish i had one just so i could be on that podcast why
0: do you need a landline? That's weird.
1: Maybe it has something to do with the way everything mixes together. I I don't know. I think it's weird. I don't. Huh. They even acknowledge how weird it is. It's like, oh, go to your grandparents' house. <laughs>
0: <laughs> my my grandparents are the only people I know with landlines.
1: Yeah, I, I remember when we oh. had one. He had a road Chris,
0: Chris has a landline.
1: Does he? Was he, he tricked does. into it by the Comcast?
0: No, he just never got rid of it. He's had the same number since I've known him.
1: Oh, well, that's, that's a different thing then, I guess.
0: Yeah, I remember it was like revolutionary the idea. When I was in like seventh grade, my uh, my social studies teacher was like, he used to talk to us about, I'm not gonna say inappropriate stuff about stuff that it didn't really apply to the the subject at hand. He'll just talk about he his did life. He X. Topic. He'll talk no. No, he just talked about his life at the top of the class. He's talking about his cell phones. Like, yes, this cell phone's incredible. I canceled my home my home phone. I don't even need it anymore. Just cell phones. <laughs> I remember thinking, like, this guy's crazy. What's he talking about? But he was, a, he was
1: a shell blazer, that guy. I was so impressed that my grandparents had a car phone so they'd take us to me and my sister to Branson, and like, oh yeah, here use the car phone and call your mom. Like, oh my god, what is this? I get to use a phone in the car. It's attached with a wire, and, and you this was uh... all the seats.
0: And uh, when was this? A couple weeks ago?
1: Uh, yeah, no, it was, it was just like the other day. <laughs> no, I think it was like when I was in elementary school or junior high, and I am twenty-five, going on twenty-six. So if anyone wants to do math or something, I don't. You're halfway
0: to thirty. As I am halfway left. to thirty. Uh huh. yeah uh, No, I think that would actually still be my reaction today if I was with someone and they had a car phone oh, yeah that's, I've never I don't think I've actually seen
1: one. <laughs> There's a very small window in which that that is like a normal thing I guess uh, one of favorite like, oh, that's things cool phones, car phone. One of my favorite things with cell phones is watching a movie to see what time period it takes place in. It's way easier mm, than right, like cause... clothing or like you know having a you know year up there. No just just have oh, them yeah. hold flip
0: phones or smartphones. Or, like, a big, like, Zach Morris brick phone. Yeah. Like, the world's first cell phone. That's
1: the easiest way to do any setting, like, I think starting from, like, the 80s or 90s. Start putting cell phones in there.
0: That's true. That's true. Then you have movies that kind of work around that problem um, by just trying to avoid cell phones at all costs. That's why I'm pretty sure, I'm pretty sure... You don't see a cell phone in Inception because Ooh. the whole the whole design of that film is meant to give it this timeless feel. Like if you look at the clothing and everything, you can't quite place it.
1: I still haven't watched that. It's a cool movie, man. Yeah, Gotham is. I can't say it's like Inception because I haven't seen Inception.
0: But <laughs> Gotham is like Inception. Oh, please continue, <laughs> no, man.
1: No, but they they do Harley Quinception. No, uh, they do um, uh, a, a kind of timeless thing too. Like I think I can't. I they I swear I. Think Pretty sure they've used cell phones before, but I cannot picture one of them. So I think maybe they've used flip phones, and they're, a lot of the cars are like older cars, and the architecture is all like Gotham-y, but they wear kind of modern clothes sometimes. So yeah. it's really hard to pinpoint it.
0: That's true. Just wait until, uh, just wait until next season, when the uh, premiere is about Bruce trying to get tickets to... Hot new pop artist concert. Uh, <laughs> man, I really thought I had a reference for that. Um, yeah, who's still oh, who's, who still One In uh, Sync. Oh no, yeah, yeah. Uh,
1: Britney, Britney Spears. Ba- Katy Perry. Is that even a dated reference at this point? I think people still like her and Gaga and Bieber. People like Miley anymore? She. I don't know. We're too. We sound old. when We start saying stuff like that. Oh,
0: yeah, I haven't known anything about popular music in a long time. Uh, what, What's the hot new music thing?
1: Weird uh, Al. New from the
0: 80s. Always number one in my heart. He's bigger than ever now, Ben. He is the best.
1: Oh, well, yeah, so telemarketers.
0: Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, that's a <laughs> bummer. Uh, if anybody you know has any fun telemarketer stories, please uh, write in happycastfeedback at gmail.com.
1: Yeah, or, yeah that's, that's the biggest way to get to us. Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, so let's move forward to the good, the bad, and the okay. That's right, everybody. Time for another exciting round of the good, the bad, and the okay. Mm-hmm. This segment is... Each of your hosts are going to pick three motion picture films. Yes. One of which they deem to be good, one is bad, and the other is merely okay. Let's get the ball rolling with the good films. Ben, what is your good film this this on today on this day today?
1: Good morning. Good morning.
0: This morning. Good morning. Today. Well. You can, uh, cut, you can cut all that gibberish out if you want. That's
1: well, fine. <laughs> this Monday, May eleventh, twenty fifteen. Not making an alibi. Yep, don't it's worry.
0: It's good to it's good to be oddly specific about the date.
1: Uh, just to, to let everybody know exactly when I watch these movies. Uh, well, two of mine are themed this week. Two of them were very close between good and okay. I could not decide which one's which, but I have now. I'll, I'll go. They're really close. For the good movie, I'm going to go with 12 Monkeys.
0: Oh, yes, yes. 12 Monkeys. The 1995?
1: Yeah, I think that's
0: right. 95, sci-fi classic, uh, directed by Terry Gilliam. Gilliam.
1: How do you pronounce his last name? Uh, Terry Gilliam Anderson. Ah, Yeah, yep. Gilliam Anderson. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Yeah, starring Brad Pitt and Bruce oh, okay. oh.
0: Willis oh, yeah. let's calm down starring Bruce Willis Bruce <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Willis is the headliner
1: yeah but I was really surprised to see Brad Pitt I I heard it's actually early in his career it was before he got big from three of their movies that came out right before this movie did but he was okay. in it before he yeah. was big I also heard that Bruce Willis technically did this movie for free and got paid afterwards because he really wanted to work with uh, Terry Ilium. Gilliam oh it is Gilliam, okay
0: is it? Uh, uh, I don't yeah, know
1: which no. I
0: was just asking. That's the cool thing about Bruce Willis. If I know everybody's asking, what's the cool thing about Bruce Willis? <laughs> Let me tell you. If you look at the movies he uh, he tends to make, Bruce Willis has a has has a pretty uh, pretty well documented uh, like like uh, nerdy sci-fi fixation because he'll do like his big action movies, but every every like three three or four movies, he's like. Uh, we're doing we're doing a time travel movie. I'm doing a, t- a sci-fi time travel movie, or I'm doing Surrogates, which is another weird big fifth element. He like he tends to make a lot of these really cool sci-fi pictures, uh, which I don't know. Maybe maybe it's like a business decision. Like these make money, but uh, from what I've read, he actually seems to enjoy that kind of work.
1: That's pretty cool. I heard he was in another time travel movie that isn't the one I'm going to use later. But I can't remember what oh, it is. Is that three time travel movies? Uh, is it The Kid? Sort of? Yeah, is... technically. Technically
0: a time travel movie,
1: yeah. Yeah, that one then. That's where uh, Bruce
0: Willis plays an old man who is like an advertising executive, let's say. Oh. Maybe not. Uh, who is visited by his child self.
1: So the Bruce a... of Christmas past? Yeah,
0: the Bruce of Christmas past comes to visit him and it makes him re-examine the way his life's going. And he uh, rediscovers his childlike sense of wonder. That's a, I don't oh. know. It's a Disney family picture. It I remember enjoying it when it monkeys came out.
1: It's because <laughs> so far, oh, right, like, yes, you've only ahead. said who's in it and who directs it and then what the kid is about.
0: Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Sorry. I got, I got sidetracked talking about Disney's the kid.
1: well, Twelve monkeys, uh, in a future world devastated by disease, a convict, Bruce Willis, is sent back in time to gather info about the man-made virus that wiped out most of the human population on the planet. And it took me a while to realize if I liked it or not. Like, things were happening, I'm like, okay, this, this is, is really cool time travel, but what? This is... is that just, like, maybe that's just the director's style that I wasn't used to?
0: It, yeah, he, um... I've seen a couple of his pictures, and yet they really—they're—they're they're, they're slow burns. They take their time. They build. There's a there's a building dramatic tension throughout, um, but, at least with uh, the ones I've seen.
1: The time travel stuff, though, that was really cool. It did take me a while to figure it out if I liked it at first, because yeah, some of the style is kind of weird. I guess it's him though, and uh, I don't know. I couldn't figure out what was really supposed to be going on right away. I kind of like mm-hmm. how I guess it could be ambiguous because he. Uh, This isn't that much of a spoiler, I guess. Near the start, uh, he travels back in time to the wrong time period by about six years early from when it's supposed to happen. And Mm -hmm. saying he's from the future, sent to get info about a virus that kills most of humanity, he rightfully so gets put in an asylum. Because that guy's crazy. He does a bunch of crazy stuff. And, uh, Mm -hmm. yeah, and then he meets Brad Pitt, who is also very crazy. And a bunch of crazy stuff happens, and I'm thinking, what... wait, wait, what's this movie? Isn't this movie about time travel or something? Now it's just an (laughs) asylum movie. But then something happens, and he goes back to the correct time eventually, and then I'm like, okay, no, here we go. Now this makes sense. It's a really cool time travel movie. I'm really liking this thing. And then stuff happens, and I thought it was really good by the end. It took me a little bit to figure it out, but I think it is.
0: Yeah, no, it's, uh, it's definitely one that you have to... Give your full attention to really get the most out of it to figure it out. Although, part of me suspects that you were probably playing Minecraft at
1: the same time. I, was, or I think I was playing maybe Borderlands, a sweater. Borderlands New Game Plus. But I was doing a lot more watching the movie because I was trying to figure out what was going on. <clears throat> okay. Uh, there was some fun trivia stuff I read that I can't find anymore. Oh, please.
0: Oh, okay. I was going to say please share it, but oh, I suppose you will not.
1: Johnny Depp almost got Brad Pitt's role. That's weird, because Giant Depp was fairly
0: fairly big by then.
1: Well, it says almost everyone took a pay cut just so they could work with uh, Terry Ilium. Uh, ah. Jeff Bridges almost got Bruce Willis's role. <gasps> oh, that would be incredible. Oh. Although,
0: when you just when you say Jeff Bridges, I just hear the dude.
1: Yeah, well, I, I hear Obadiah Stane, I guess. <laughs> from Iron Man.
0: Yeah. Uh, his, his trademark character, Obadiah Stane.
1: <laughs> Everyone knows him.
0: But yeah. Everyone it's a... remembers that part when he says, Obadiah
1: abides. Yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely. Uh, yeah, I thought it was a pretty cool movie. Um, there are like monkeys throughout the movie in various places, seemingly pointlessly. People randomly say the word monkey They're... in a sentence. Mm-hmm. Happens 12 times. I hear that rumor, but uh, it's only sort of called a rumor on the trivia page. I recommend it, though, if you want to see a crazy time travel movie. But it's also I... weird and Gilliam-styled.
0: Mm-hmm. Yep, I second that recommendation. Very cool movie uh, in terms of the logistics of how the time travel works. It's one of my favorite
1: yeah. uh, time travel films. Yeah, I also say that there is a sci-fi series, I think 13 episodes, only first one season right now, called Twelve Monkeys, but the numeral version, not the spelled out version of Twelve. I don't know if it's good uh. yet. I've just about 12 minutes into it, and so far it's recounting part of the storyline that happens after the asylum. Okay. So, uh, yeah, I'm, well, it might be good. I don't know yet. I'll report back.
0: Please. Okay. Excellent. I look forward to hearing about that. Is it on Netflix? Where can I watch this?
1: Uh, the show?
0: Uh-huh. Sci-fi, uh Sci-fi? Sci-fi channel? I don't know
1: what it's on. Okay. But I'm watching it nonetheless. And I forgot how I watched 12 Monkeys. All right. uh, there's so many video services out there, I can't remember.
0: Okay. Very good. Well, I will tell you my good movie pick this week is a 2011 action picture from... Uh, it's, it is a Indonesian martial arts movie called The Raid Redemption.
1: Ooh, I have only heard of that from you.
0: Uh, yes, it is... Uh, Really, really well-directed, uh, great-looking movie. Uh, it's hyper-violent hyper, hyper violent, uh, action, uh, very, uh, very R-rated action movie. So, uh, be, listeners, be warned if you're sensitive to uh, people getting punched in the face a lot.
1: Oh, I'm very sensitive to that. Mm-hmm.
0: Yep. It's about, uh, you know, as the name would imply, it's about a police raid. Uh, they're going up this building. Uh, where there's like a crime lord, uh, and they're going through every floor, like punching a bunch of people in the face, and to trying it. to get up to the top, the top dude. So the it, tagline.
1: Oh, sorry. Uh, so it's not about the bug spray, raid.
0: No, no, it's it's not about it's not about uh, the bug spray company finding redemption somehow.
1: <laughs> when they got uh, in trouble for Because they're irredeemable. Their, they, they got in trouble for all of their pollution or plant killingness and then they redeem themselves. So punching. Nope, Sorry. No,
0: no re- yep.
1: um, yeah. Um yeah, but it's um
0: people might have you know heard of it before. This is I'm not this is not an obscure movie pick I'm dropping on I've never heard of on it. <laughs> people. It's a it is very well re- very well reviewed. It is according to the cover of the Blu-ray, the best
1: action movie in decades. Whoa. So Why would the cover of the film lie to you? <laughs> well, Norbit also had a compliment on the front of it, and it was not good. Okay. I think it was just dot 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 hilarious or something like that.
0: Mm, Seems uh, suspicious. Oh, no.
1: Hysterically funny. Seems redundant. Said by some guy at the San Francisco Chronicle. Maybe they said, like, uh, this movie wishes it were hysterically funny, but it is not.
0: Okay, well, the the best action movie in decades, quote, comes from Twitch Film. I didn't even know oh. that was a
1: thing. <laughs> well, as long as it's good.
0: Uh, the tagline for the movie is, One ruthless crime lord, 20 elite cops, 30 floors of chaos.
1: Ooh, is the whole thing take place in the one building?
0: Yes, it all takes place in that building.
1: That sounds kind of cool. You can, it is. He can complete it like, is one floor cool. at a time, and he gets, like, if he gets enough points, he gets an extra life.
0: It's like a video game, exactly.
1: I will watch that. That sounds good. Good thing it's on your voodoo, and I am on your family circle, or whatever it's called. Mm-hmm. True.
0: It has a 85% rating percent rating on RottenTomatoes.com, if that matters to you.
1: <laughs> I never <laughs> know which one to trust. I usually trust what other people say, and you like it, so I think I might like this one.
0: Well, it gets a solid Brian recommendation. Um, so what is your bad movie pick this week? How many digits up do you give that movie? I mean, the, Ben, the beautiful thing about the hashtag dig it, uh system is its simplicity. Either something is dug or it is not dug.
1: What about middle? What if you dig like half a hole? Or you just leave, Yeah, about, yeah, half a hole dug.
0: I'm not I am not a. I'm not a professional film critic of any type, Ben. I do not have nuanced opinions on things. Either I dig it or I don't. That's it. No more, no less.
1: Okay. Right, well, the bad movie, uh, I have referenced this before and earlier in this podcast, and I've watched it recently, but neither time watched it just by itself because it is legendarily bad. Uh, it is The Room by Tommy Wiseau. Mm-hmm. It is very very bad he tried to make a sort of romantic drama in which uh five sex scenes occur four of which in the first 30 minutes which is it's really awkward but that's weird i watch it with the riff tracks on because that made it hilarious i watched it recently riff tracks live where they were live in nashville and streamed to i think like 300 theaters around the country okay and okay. Uh, it was hilarious they even changed the jokes from the other mm. version most of them at least so it was like a That's brand cool. new riffing of it
0: the uh, and riff tracks um, oh yeah is uh, it's uh, they're the mystery science theater guys right yeah
1: uh, it's the the first three I think or wait it's no it's not the very first main guy because I think he went off to be a writer instead, and he's part of Cinematic Titanic. It's like the... Joel, it's like,
0: Joel Hodgson?
1: Yeah, it's the other guy whom people know better, and I think the two robots that were there at that time, they spun off and did this after that ended.
0: I don't know. I only know Joel. I think, I can't think of Mike. Mike Nelson. Yeah, that yeah, is.
1: Mike Nelson. Yeah, he's the other one. I think he's funnier than Joel. I've watched some of both their stuff. Joel always ah. looks like he was really sad. <laughs> I don't know why.
0: That's... Uh... It's an odd piece of criticism, but <laughs> maybe he was
1: sad because people told him he looked sad, Aww. and he
0: just got sadder and sadder. It's a vicious circle. He
1: still became a creator and writer of MS2 through K. He's like the head guy. Anyway, so uh, Tommy was so he never really says where he came from or how he has all this money. He's very mysterious about it. I don't know mm-hmm. if he doesn't doesn't want to tell anybody or if that's just be part of his mystique he wants to set up. Um. This he, he felt like making a movie, so he did. Um, he didn't know how to film stuff, so it was shot simultaneously on thirty-five millimeter film and HD video. Ooh. Because he couldn't decide. Uh, did
0: what? Did he? Did he end up using like a little of both? Like, is it jarring watching the film? Does it go from film to HD video?
1: I, I don't, it might have been. It's hard to tell because the movie is mm-hmm. already so bad that it's hard to tell it... how what else makes it bad.
0: It's a poor. That is a, if nothing else, a poor budgetary choice. Oh
1: yeah, it definitely is. Um, I th- he claims to finance the film by importing and selling leather jackets from Korea, but oh, there's okay. no evidence beyond that. Um, yeah, let's see. There's. I try to remember how bad it is. Uh, there's one line that says, "It's not true. I did not hit her. It's beep. beep I did not. Oh hi, Mark. He's like just raging, and then oh. he sees Mark. He's like, "Oh hi." Oh, hi, Mark. According to the actor that uh, plays Mark, who wrote a book called The Disaster Artist About Wissow, it took 32 takes to say that one line, and he needed cue cards to help him. Oh, <laughs> uh, well, hi, Mark. It Yeah, oh, hi is spoken nine times. Don't worry about it is eight times. Oh, hey is seven times. Uh, there's stuff for, like, one of the character's moms will randomly mention, just out of the blue, that she, like, has breast cancer, and then that is not relevant to the story ever again. I think like her daughter just says don't worry about it you'll be fine and then that storyline's gone. That's it. Dropped from the film altogether. Yeah, it was one scene where like their neighbor kid who uh, the character Johnny who was played by Tommy was so he wrote directed and starred in this movie. Uh, they have like yeah a neighbor named Denny or Danny, it's hard to tell. They kind of say both in the movie. Um, he goes upstairs and some he owes some guy money because he bought drugs. And we're just focused on what kind of drugs? What kind of money? And that, and then that, that scene doesn't matter anymore after the guy is gone. Huh. There's just a bunch of storylines that show up and then disappear randomly.
0: Uh, so that makes sense. That that kind of meshes with what I've heard. It's kind of a it's legendary and bad movie circles for people to goof on.
1: I've heard the it's the next gener generation, the next generation's uh, Rocky Horror, because people still go to midnight showings of this movie and recite some of the lines at the screen.
0: Okay. Well, I, okay. Well, okay. Let me ask you this: um, the whole Rocky Horror thing, I, I, I've always been fascinated by. It. Do people sincerely like that movie, or are they goofing on it?
1: Uh, I think it's a little bit of both. I think the songs are pretty catchy, but the movie itself doesn't make much sense and is really weird. Intentionally was it like by design, or is it poorly made? Uh, no, it was. It was not poorly made, like Burdimic or The Room. Those are poorly made. It doesn't seem poorly made. It's just so incredibly weird. And it's it's not a good plot or anything.
0: But people actually enjoy it.
1: There's some some enjoyment to be had. I think a lot of the fun, though, is saying the stuff back at the screen, though. That's how it was when we saw them do a live cut-down version at uh, Halloween Horror Nights in Orlando.
0: Ah, And did you get angry because people were talking over the movie? Not
1: this time, because I had seen it. Well, the thing, one of the problem is, almost everyone seemed to know what to say, except I didn't have a script in front of me. I didn't know people were going to be yelling stuff at the screen. So I was very confused, Ah. and I was like, well, I just feel left out listening to all of them say (laughs)
0: things. Uh...
1: One of my least favorite parts of that was when everyone got up and danced simultaneously. And I did not want to do the time warp, too. I don't dance. I don't like to do choreographed movements in front of people other than marching band. But...
0: Ben, don't dance.
1: Anyway, that's not what that's about. Uh, it, it's uh, it's so weird. Oh, yeah. Tommy Wiseau decided to write in a second love scene between him and the, a- the actress playing Lisa. But she was uncomfortable, so they just reused scenes from the first one. Oh. Uh, a bunch of people resigned throughout it a lot of the film dialogue had to be dubbed in because I think it was so bad so most of it's out of sync with what they said somehow Tommy Wiseau was not able to memorize the lines that he wrote himself Uh, Mm, the character of Mark is named after Matt Damon because Tommy Wiseau misheard his name despite his obsession with the actor
0: you thought his name was Mark Damon
1: I guess so Um, They never use the word fiancé, but they do use future wife and future husband about four times total.
0: (laughs) My future wife. From the future. She has a robot arm and everything. (laughs)
1: Uh, I'm just just reading through IMDb. Most of the IMDb trivia for this movie is just just terrible, terrible stuff. Um, The guy that plays Mark was hired as a line producer, despite having no knowledge of what that entailed or experience of it. But then the guy that was supposed to play Mark dropped out, I guess realizing it was terrible. And so he ended up getting the spot. <laughs> and they talk repeatedly about how they're best friends just over and over. There's a thing where they, to play football, they kind of just toss it when they're about two feet away from each other. And that's them playing football. In one scene, they're all four in tuxedos playing football just like that.
0: For any particular reason? Uh,
1: I think they mentioned something about wedding pictures, but you don't actually see that part happen. They're just in tuxes suddenly.
0: Okay, alright. I can, okay, just hearing you talk about it, I I get the fascination with this movie. It's just, just so nonsensical. Like, I can see, I can see people's obsession.
1: It is hilariously bad. I recommend you watch it. Don't watch it by yourself. If you're going to watch it with a friend uh, to goof on, that's the best way to do it. Um, Don't watch it around children because of the five love scenes. But definitely watch it with riff tracks because they are hilarious. And they are very careful to let the funniest, terrible lines from the movie make their own laughs. And they'll talk during the really boring parts.
0: Okay. So those guys are pros. They know
1: what they're doing. Oh, yeah. I mean, after all the MST3K experience, they got it down. Talk so
0: much so about if it, <laughs> if anyone wants to you know go experience this for themselves, uh, they're doing a live riffing of it on May twelfth, I believe.
1: Yes, if you can make it tomorrow from when this is uh, coming out, you might not hear it now, so maybe it's yesterday for you. But if not, go on RiffTracks.com. I think you just get the MP3 file, and then you have to find the movie yourself and you combine the two, so that way that, that way they don't have to license out all these movies because they do stuff for like the Avengers and the Dark Knight. Uh, they don't want to pay sense. that much, so they just give you kind of like a podcast file. If you wanted to, you could just listen to that, but it'd be kind of boring. Or, I mean, yeah, it'd it would be funny, but you wouldn't know what's going on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, that's, that's, that is the room. It's bad. Okay. What is your right. bad movie, Brian?
0: Okay, well, whereas your film is bad and it seems incompetently made uh, by people who really have no business making film... Mine is a uh, high budget, big Hollywood sci fi horror uh film starring the likes of Morgan Freeman, uh oh Thomas Jane.
1: Oh I've heard of him. He's in the rest of the development.
0: Jason Lee. Uh
1: uh-huh.
0: Timothy Oliphant, whose name
1: suspiciously similar. <laughs> sounds
0: suspiciously similar to Elephant. Makes you wonder. Um <laughs> It is Dreamcatcher, based on the novel written by Stephen King.
1: I did not know those people were in that movie.
0: Yes, it is a very, very big production. It is almost, it's sad, the level of talent that went into making such a terrible movie. (laughs) Uh, it is directed by Lawrence Kasdan. If that name sounds familiar to you, it should, because he is credited with writing the screenplays to *Empire Strikes Back*, *Return of the Jedi*, *Raiders of the Lost
1: Ark*, and many other films. And he's famous for that song, "Rock the Kasdan."
0: Yep, "Rock the Kasdan." Absolutely.
1: Uh, so, if you could it's describe a lot of money from that. If you could describe this movie in two words, what would they be?
0: Um, poop. Aliens.
1: That's that's pretty close to what I was expecting, having not seen it. Yes. This sounds terrible. That's it.
0: It uh, it's about a group of uh, four childhood friends who uh have a they have a secret. They all share a special secret. That's what I'm gonna say. I'm not gonna spoil the magic for people because (laughs) the fun is watching the insanity unfold. I wonder if if they share they share some kind of uh. They share like a psychic power that was some kind of telekinetic link. It's, it's a weird Stephen King thing. Uh, and just to kind of give context to how weird this movie is, um, you should know that Stephen King wrote the novel while recovering from his uh, well-known uh, near nearly fatal accident.
1: That is and
0: good. Uh, as he wrote this, he was just out of his mind on drugs, so Ooh. that uh, that really helps explain uh, how this story turned out the way it does.
1: Oh, yeah, that sounds terrible. I just looked it up Rift Tracks and not do that one, uh, so I'll sit through it with, like, Megan or someone to get the experience. I don't want to watch this terrible uh, movies just by myself. I can't handle that anymore.
0: No, watch it with a friend. It's, uh... I, that's what I did. It's, uh, it's a good one. It's a good one to kind of make jokes about. There, There's plenty of spots for that. Uh, Morgan Freeman plays Colonel Curtis.
1: What? That's not like yes. Colonel Kurtz.
0: Well, it's funny you mention that, Ben, because in the novel – uh, his character was named Colonel Kurtz, and they changed
1: it in the they
0: changed it in the film, so audience wouldn't think that it was a reference to Apocalypse Now, which it
1: was. Why did Stephen King do? Oh, yeah, he was high on pills. <laughs> that explains it. Oh, Stephen King.
0: Yep, uh, and Morgan Freeman has these crazy,
1: big, furry, white caterpillar-looking eyebrows. Uh, well, I'm kind of confused. Uh, I know in his early books. He was often on all sorts of drugs like all the cocaines and all of that why did this one come out so poorly uh, I had different kinds of drugs I don't know okay it's,
0: I don't know how, I don't have a deep knowledge of how drugs recreational or prescription work men que- or question of the week how do drugs work we need to know <laughs> we yep we, we need people to write in and let us know
1: let us all your drug knowledge. Shoot them towards the cast.
0: But um, my, I, I don't. I kind of don't want to spoil it, but I will say that one of my favorite things about the movie is the Morgan Freeman character has a recurring line where, whenever somebody, uh, whenever somebody's kind of testing him or testing him, or they're they're about to cross him, he will say the line, "You just crossed the Curtis line." That's when uh. you know. That's when you know that you're on his bad side. He's like you just crossed the Curtis line. That sounds he so has a bad. he has a pistol that he that he um, often pulls out and talks about how it once belonged to John Wayne. Oh,
1: Stephen King, how could you do this?
0: It's a uh, it's a fascinating it's a fascinating uh, weird bad movie that apparently Stephen King sold the movie rights to for one dollar. Is that why?
1: Did he know it was that bad? Like, well, whatever you want to sure. do. So the movies I cannot... not about a Native American craft.
0: No, no, it is not about I mean, there is a there is a dream catcher in the film that plays a pivotal role. Okay. I will I will say no more than that. Um, let's move on to the okay movies. The movies that
1: aren't worthy of being deemed good or bad. At least in our eyes. Now, I don't want to anger anybody with my okay this time. Because it was very close to being my good. But I only made up my okay because of a misunderstanding on my part.
0: Uh, it, well, that that seems uh, not fair to hold that against the movie, Ben. I tried uh, the not, not to. The best could. But
1: it bothered me the whole time until I realized that what I thought was supposed to be happening wasn't going to happen. And so my experience watching it was off the whole time. Well, so this is a Bruce Willis time travel film that came oh, out. Oh,
0: uh, the... D- Disney's the kid. It
1: is 12 Monkeys again. No. Uh, I'm sorry, but it is Looper.
0: Okay, that's fine. Where you know, Joseph I... Gordon-Levitt
1: did his best Bruce Willis impression throughout.
0: Uh, written and directed by Ryan Johnson, who did some fantastic directing work on Breaking Bad.
1: Oh, oh yes. Uh, I have heard him on the podcast talk about that before. Mm-hmm.
0: Yes. Uh, it's fine. You know, it's one of my favorite movies of the year came out. I enjoyed everything about it oh, but I it really i've good. certainly talked to i've certainly—I've talked to other people that uh felt quite the opposite uh listener ann i believe i remember her uh being on twitter talking about how rubbish she thought the film was
1: i think all right see what i thought first of all if there was gonna be more time travel stuff than there was oh yeah sorry looper um these guys uh, work for the crime people and they just hang out random places and kill people who get sent from the future for money
0: that's right because time travel has not been invented yet but it will be in the future (laughs) so the future mob will uh take people who um have upset them or owe them cash and instead of, like, executing them and throwing them into a river, like mob people do in most movies, they send them back in time to be murdered by past mob people. So there's no evidence.
1: Yeah, until someone finds all the corpses and go, wait, these are 35-year-old bodies and they're missing from now. I guess this is the time-traveling mob's fault that's doing this. Oh, that time traveling
0: mob! They they struck again. Huh. Man, I want to hear I want to hear more stories about the time that the the time traveling mob <laughs> went back in time and had a had a shady business dealing with the dinosaurs. Yeah,
1: <laughs> ooh, that'd be I would watch that movie too. All right, well, uh, first of all, I thought there'd be more time travel stuff or more like uh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt and Bruce Willis, you know, teaming up or fighting against each other. Since was that in the movie already named? Like the, the thing where how they know each other. Is that a spoiler to say that?
0: That that they're that they're the same yeah, person.
1: Yeah, that's the same person from the future. Yes, yes. Okay. okay.
0: okay. Because yeah, that's like trailer stuff. Okay. They explain that's like premise stuff that's set up in the trailer. Because Joseph Gordon Levitt is a he is a looper, right? Yeah. Is that the job class and the mob sends people back in time, and then he, in a he's in a cornfield and he shoots them. And the the problem with the looper system is eventually, um, you know, you've seen too much. Uh, you're you're you know you can't you can't be out there because of all the stuff you've done because. I don't know, it'll be trouble for the mob, don't overthink it (laughs) So eventually the future mob will send your future self back in time and you execute them and then you get paid like a bunch of gold bricks and then you know that you're retired at that point, you get to live out the next 30 years of your life rich and then eventually you get sent back in time to be murdered by your younger self It's, It's really simple
1: Hey, I'm about to give some major spoilers about this movie so if you plan on watching it then you'd better skip ahead exactly six minutes. Thank you. The one thing that bothered me was the time travel of it. Mm-hmm. Because it doesn't work the way that most time travel things should work. I mean, oh, all right, yeah. So first of all, I expected it to be a, like a heavy time travel movie, not in the way that 12 Monkeys was, where there's multiple travelings, or Back to the future with multiple travelings throughout the series. There was like one sort of main one. And then they both did their own thing for most of the movie. And then it was like the origin of a supervillain. And then... What does it make sense? The end of the movie doesn't really make sense that I can think of. Because Bruce Willis shouldn't have shown up in the first place. Alright, if Joseph Gordon-Levitt killed Bruce Willis, he would have lived his life and became Bruce Willis. Then he goes back in time and stops him from killing him. But somehow he still exists for a while longer. It still, ha- I mean, it, 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 uh, even uh, I think Joseph Gordon-Levitt's character, I can't call him the same thing. They have the same name. But uh, so Joseph's character asks Bruce's character. He was like, oh, I don't want to explain all this time travel stuff. And then just gives a really, really brief explanation about how his memories work. And then by the ending, it shouldn't have really happened that I can think of because he Bruce's motivations wouldn't have been the same anymore because of how much has changed. So none of it should have happened.
0: Mm-hmm. But uh, that's true. That's um, you know, I've only seen the film the one time. Um, I, it, uh, it sounds like it might not hold up too well to close scrutiny. I I'm intrigued though. I'm willing to re rewatch it. I own it on Blu-ray, so I'll rewatch it and then I'll uh, I'll, I'll report back to you.
1: Well, that was my post movie problem with it. My pre and during movie problem with it was. For some reason, I went into expecting Loopers to be people who go back in time and kill people before they commit the crimes that in the future people know if they committed. So, like Bruce Willis, like okay. work for a police force and find out, hey, this guy is going to murder someone. We have the evidence. He's going to be on death row. Go back in time and stop him from doing that. And then eventually, he goes okay. back in time, finds out he has to kill himself because of a murder he like has committed or is going to commit coming up soon or something like that. Like you commit mm-hmm. people, okay, you so many people, you can try like, and kill yourself to stop you from killing other people.
0: So kind of a twist on Minority Report.
1: Yeah, that, I think that's what I was expecting. And then when it happened the opposite way, where it wasn't exciting, and you just stand in a field and wait for your time to hit, and then you just shoot a guy, and then it's done. That's what it ended up being. Okay, that you're
0: right. Um, I mean, this might be the rare case uh, of having seen the trailer months before the film came out, I, I went in knowing exactly what to expect because they lay it out nice and clean in the trailer about what a looper is and how the time travel works and ba- the basic premise of the movie's laid out. So, you know, I went in, paid my $12 and I just got to focus on like character stuff because, uh, I don't know, I, I, I kind of, I'm, I'm blind to the flaws of time travel stories. Usually that's kind of just something I'm into regardless. <laughs> um, well, but, uh, yeah, it's, you're right. It's not the best thought-out time travel in the movie. It's no 12 Monkeys or well, Season 5 of Lost. I was
1: having some problems with 12 Monkeys at first until it got all the way through. I'm like, well, this kind of still makes sense, how all this could go. This can still work in any way that time travel works. I It works in Back to the Future. But Like, okay, look, you're getting erased, and you will eventually get erased too if you don't have this thing happen. But in this one... I mean, why does the whole plot shouldn't have even occurred by the end, by the way it works? None of it should have happened. None of it makes sense. I guess they could technically say, well, you didn't see how it turns out after the end stuff happens. But if you did, maybe it all still ends up terribly in the future like it's supposed to.
0: That's true. I don't know. That's why you have to
1: wait for the sequel. Uh, Tuper. <laughs> tu- Tuper. Uh, I don't think I'd watch yeah. that. But yeah, I do not think it was bad. I didn't think it was amazing either because of my uh, concerns while watching. I was expecting the cool thing where Bruce Willis is an assassin who goes back Mm -hmm. and kills people who are about to commit crimes. And then the time travel like aspects. They kind of, all One thing I did like near the middle was when they were showing another guy who didn't kill his looper. And then, uh, okay. Like, Oh yeah. yeah. Oh, that's a cool the marks on the arm to be like, meet me here. And then like, cutting off the body parts and the guy and all that stuff I thought they are going to do more stuff like that where they're trying to like meet up and team up and fight off the bad guys because neither one of them want to die or something and so they have to start you know communicating weird ways or one of them gets shot and then the other one has the scar kind of thing but it like then he's like hurt there for later on in the movie I don't know stuff like that is what I was kind of expecting but instead it ended up into a yeah. character story about halfway through with these other characters and like a supervillain origin story
0: that's true that makes yeah yeah these are these are valid criticisms I, I still really enjoyed the movie uh, I would say it's good but I'll go back and rewatch it the strengths in my opinion are the uh, performances uh, likable leads uh, Jeff Daniels is in it oh yeah I thought that was and fun he's, he, he's pretty he's pretty fun in it uh, and there the one there's this one really great scene that stands out in my mind uh, between uh, Bruce Willis and Joseph Gordon-Levitt in a diner. Well, that was a good thing, too. I I remember being a lot of fun. I just didn't Uh, care much
1: about the farmhouse and all that stuff.
0: Uh, Oh, yes, the old farmhouse. Well,
1: all right. It's not that I dislike it for my misconceptions of it. That was just confusing as I watched it because I hate when people do that. Like, ah, I hate this video game because it's not exactly what I expected it was. Instead, it's this thing that it's trying to be. It's one thing if they are bad at doing what they're trying to do, but if it's, like, your own fault for misunderstanding what the game's supposed to be or expecting it to be, holy crap, that was loud thunder. Uh, sorry. I heard that. Yeah. <laughs> oh, wow, I did not know that. Uh, yeah, so that was, that. That half's on me. Is just the misconception thing. And I think my movie would have been far superior if they made that. That sounds really cool, I think, even though it is a little bit minority port, I might need to watch that now. Uh, I think I watched it on TNT one time. But, uh, yeah, it's just most of the time travel stuff and how they tease some really cool time travel past and future – past and present person and – sorry, future and present person at the same time hanging out. But then they didn't really mm-hmm. do that. Instead, they went off and did something else, and both people did their own thing for, like, the whole second half of the movie. I kind of want to see them together more. I liked the, – their conversations together were really fun. That's what I thought from the diner scene. That was cool. Mm-hmm. They, then they didn't do more Yeah, it
0: would have been – Yeah, it would have been better if they'd shared more scenes.
1: I agree with that. I don't know what there was about that. Oh, before I move on to your thing, I forgot one piece of trivia from 12 Monkeys, where Terry Gilliam gave Bruce Willis a list of Willis acting cliches not to be used during the film, including (laughs) the steely blue eyes look. Don't give him the steely
0: blue eyes. We
1: don't want it. And stuff like that and the facial expressions that Joseph Gordon-Levitt did. I'm like, yeah, yeah. And I looked up the trivia later. He did. He watched a bunch of Bruce Willis movies in advance, to try to get his mannerisms down. I could tell he was trying to do a Bruce Willis with his voice sometimes.
0: Oh, yeah. You know, no, Joseph Gordon-Levitt is doing the heavy lifting in that movie yeah. because he's like, all right, you're young Bruce Willis. Although, I would like to see an alternate version of Looper where Bruce Willis is this old Joseph Gordon-Levitt. <laughs> that would have been pretty that good, That would
1: be too. fun, too, yeah. But Bruce Willis kind of just played Bruce Willis in time travel movie. And Joseph Gordon-Levitt played young Bruce Willis. Did the eyebrow stuff, yeah, the yeah. mouth stuff.
0: Yeah, he did a great job. Yeah, I heard he, he had really... to wear
1: prosthetics, too.
0: Oh, yeah, they altered his face to look like Bruce Willis.
1: I didn't know if, if it was prosthetics or if he really just contorted his face into getting the right like <laughs> features and emotions. I don't know. I know so I would yeah. recommend it still if you want to watch a time travel movie, but you don't have to go watch it. Watch it with the expectation okay. of what it is also and not what it isn't.
0: That's fair. That's fair. My uh, okay movie is a Korean adventure action comedy hybrid what? called the The Good, the Bad, and the Weird.
1: Hey, that's almost our segment.
0: Yep, it's kind of like the thing we're doing. Uh, it's a, it's a, it's a fun it's a fun uh, South Korean movie from uh, 2008.
1: Alright, so did you find out about these from your Korean brother?
0: Oh, the good, the bad, and the weird? No, And the other no. one, isn't
1: it Korean too, or did you say a different place?
0: It was Indonesian. Oh, okay. No, you know, I just went on a, a kind of foreign kind of movie kick at some point.
1: Was that around the time that you watched, uh, I almost said Million Dollar Baby, Slum Dog Million Dollar Baby?
0: <laughs> Slum Dog. <laughs> Uh no no it's uh, some time ago I I haven't seen these movies for for a bit but um the good the bad the weird's cool it's like a it's like a hybrid action adventure comedy it's a western about uh, a couple of outlaws and a bounty hunter Mm -hmm. and there's there's a treasure map and they're trying to uh, find this treasure while being pursued by the uh, Japanese army army and some uh, Chinese bandits it's actually Yeah, yeah, it is their national treasure. Yes. (laughs) Uh, The director uh, said that he likes the film to be called a kimchi western, uh, because you know, because spaghetti westerns are westerns made in Italy. So why can't a Korean western be a kimchi western?
1: Yeah.
0: But uh, it's actually, you know, I, I almost have a hard time just calling this movie okay because I enjoyed it a lot. Uh, I guess the thing that kind of knocks it down is it runs a little long. Uh, longer than it needed to. There's some slight pacing issues, but if you get past that, it was a lot of fun, and I enjoyed it. I think it's on Netflix.
1: I'll, oh, I'll definitely check it out then. Maybe. I'll definitely maybe check it out after I finish prob- some stuff.
0: It's probably a bad choice for you. Uh, since it's Uh-oh. subtitled, it would be hard to watch and play video games at the same time.
1: Uh, right? Well, I, I, I sometimes will watch stuff separately, so I'm going to have to do that.
0: Okay or maybe you could even uh, there might be a dubbing option on Netflix I'm not sure
1: Oh yeah maybe uh, but well, sometimes the subs are way better than the dubs are
0: Oh yeah always go always go uh, subtitle whenever possible
1: Oh yeah see I want to hear the original uh, actors do it their way Exactly exactly
0: Except unless it's an animated picture like um Death Note? Uh, like 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 hey, that's a, yeah that's a you know series but the yeah, same oh, yeah. same principle like um the Studio Ghibli uh, stuff like Spirited Away or Ponyo or whatever. Ooh, for quick. for some reason, for some reason, th- those I'm like, I just just give me the American, the English dubs. That's fine. I I don't need to I don't need to have the subtitles on this.
1: I think uh, part of that is I would rather see like the really really beautiful animation during a lot of that stuff. I don't want to That's look true. at the bottom the whole time. I want to see how nice everything looks.
0: That's true. And they actually seem to put a little bit of work into that stuff to make the lip sync match.
1: Oh yeah, it's really good.
0: Yeah, so it's not distracting like, uh, uh, like, like uh, watching a actual live action film that's been dubbed over. Yeah, like like Kung Pao Enter the Fist style.
1: Uh, I don't think I've seen that one. I remember the trailers. I think is there something with kicking a cow.
0: Yeah, it's a very very goofy movie.
1: That's already almost as goofy.
0: <laughs> almost as goofy as
1: a goofy movie. <laughs> the very goofy movie that the sequel called. I don't remember that. Actually,
0: there was a sequel called An Extremely Goofy Movie. Oh, yeah,
1: there it is, yeah. Yeah.
0: (laughs) But, uh, yep,
1: those
0: are my three good, bad, and weird, I mean, good, bad, and okay (laughs) movie picks.
1: If you have any, write those in, just like Neil Orangefield did that one time. Just like Neil did. You can be like Neil. Uh, Speaking
0: of which, let's uh, take a quick break, and then we'll pick up in feedback. This is a call from Prisoner 2342108. Uh, Professor, Professor Rad. Hey guys, what's going on? Professor Rad here, or as I'm more commonly known these days, Prisoner 2342108. Here to share some gnarly life hacks to help you get through your everyday going about town. Uh, except. Yeah, my my everyday life is uh, in prison now, so these are a little more prison-centric, but I'm sure you can find a way to apply them to your personal experience. Alright guys, life hack number one is don't be a snitch. People who tell tales to, to guards or other prisoners are usually physically attacked. Avoid being seen talking to guards in a friendly way out of fear that other prisoners might get the wrong idea. Life hack number two, do not join a prison gang. Because if you weren't in a gang before being in prison, why join one now? Swoosh! That's a gnarly life hack. Nothing but net. Life hack number three is do not stare at other prisoners. It's okay to look at prisoners, but do not hold a gaze longer than 2.4 seconds. It's going, going, gone! Do you believe in miracles? Life hack! Oh, alright, guys. Looks like I'm getting the, the wrap up signal. I gotta get out of here. The uh, guards. Okay, alright. All right, give me a second. Uh, no more life hacks today. Thank you for joining us. I have been Professor Rad for The Hacks of Life. Sound. Oh! The mail's here. Oh, great. Thanks. What's this?
1: A letter. I mean.
0: yes. Time for podcast feedback. If you'd like to write into the show, we'd love to hear from you. Our address is happycastfeedback@gmail.com. That's by right.
1: Happycastfeedback@gmail.com. By we, do you mean you and Randall?
0: Well, you know, whoever is here. Maybe I'll, you know, maybe I'll leave out of solidarity. You never know.
1: Oh, maybe just like that movie that Chris was in.
0: Just yep. Just like that that, that exact film. Uh, check us out on Twitter at HappyCast. Uh, we're on Facebook. Slash Please. HappyCast, I think. Slash Happy Slash HappyCast Instagram.
1: Uh, HappyCast podcast, not just HappyCast.
0: Pin interest.
1: Uh, we pin all of our favorite podcasts.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, call call in if you have any feedback. Our number is seven seven Happy Nun H A P P Y N U N.
1: Yes. Do any of those personally?
0: Yep, call Ben. His cell phone number is 404 nope. 213. Oh, okay. sorry. 404,
1: sorry. number not found.
0: Oh, I could. That's actually an Atlanta, Atlanta area code.
1: Oh, I, did not know. I thought you were 20. No, 202 is DC, I think.
0: We've got 404 770 That's
1: the one I know. 770 EYELAND. Don't call that one. You won't get anything, really. Uh, we do have one feedback,
0: though. Uh, yes, so write in and we'll cover your feedback on the show. And it might sound something like this The New Today writes in Yo, yo, bromigos, my happy hour this week is seeing The Room with, what? Rip, with, with riff tracks in the theater. A oh, room man. I, with riff tracks. <laughs> yep. Don't go watch The Womb. No, no, not a podcast recommendation. Uh, that, that somehow ties back into the cat birth. I don't know how. <laughs>
1: all comes back around.
0: So what are the odds, Ben? Your sister also saw The Room with the restaurants? That's weird. I know.
1: Uh, small, it's only on world. weekday evenings in American-Canadian theaters, I think. So sorry, like, half our listeners. Um, but uh, they're doing three more this year. Um, they're doing Sharknado 2 in June or July. In October, they're doing Miami Connection, which I heard is also legendarily bad, but less okay. well-known in The Room. And in December, they're doing Santa and the Ice Cream Bunny. But, uh, All right. Yeah, Megan wanted to go, but it was a weekday evening, and she worked second shift, so she could not.
0: Ah, that is a bummer. So
1: I had to bring my sister. Okay,
0: so you were in the same theater.
1: Yes, thirteen people total. Wow,
0: not a packed showing.
1: No, but I'm not really surprised. Fort Smith doesn't follow?
0: have a big uh, rip tracks following.
1: Oh, they might have split it up into two different. Because I know they're doing it on the sixth and the twelfth. Maybe more people are going to that one. I don't know for mm. sure
0: a possibility. Are you thinking about going back for the 12th, doubling down?
1: I would, but I don't want to go by myself, and Megan still can't go. If you make it here in time, we can go.
0: Okay, I'll consider it. Here we're your
1: closest theater.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's not playing anywhere near me somehow. That's weird. Uh, Let's see. New Today continues. Sing The Room with riff tracks. I'd never actually seen it before, but oh man, everyone should go out and watch this masterpiece. It's right up there with cinematic genius like The Princess Bride and Forrest Gump and The Shawshank Redemption. Mm. <laughs> it has everything you're looking for. Comedy, drama, romance, intrigue, dogs, sports, weird pizza, heartbreak and tragedy. Very weird pizza my bummer patrol is when people get unnecessarily unreasonably not unnecessarily (laughs) both work i could have i could have went with my word and nobody would have (laughs) known except me (laughs) and my sister my bummer patrol is when people get unnecessarily grumpy and uh it actually says grumps get unreasonably grumps that's how she talks and rude to people over movies like in particular, what bummed me out was all the people freaking out on Twitter to Joss Wheaton. Josh Wheaton, Josh Wheaton, Josh Wheaton, Josh Wheaton over a subplot point, uh, to the extent that they sent him a ton of death threats and hate, to where he had to delete his Twitter. I thought it was brilliant, and he featured feminism, which is one of those things people keep complaining about being in short supply, and I just don't get these whiny baby. Pa- pants is? Pants is. I guess so. It's the plural of whiny baby pants. pants says. pants says. Like, if you don't like the movie, fine. But why would you say something so rude and stupid to someone? rar Anyway, Key the Pappy's the new today.
1: Ah, thank you. I will tell you what that weird pizza issue was is talking about. The Go character ahead. Lisa uh calls and orders a half pesto and artichoke and a half pineapple and Canadian bacon.
0: Uh, the pineapple Canadian bacon doesn't sound bad.
1: Well, it's just weird that you got half and half, and it's four just less traditional ingredients all at once. Mm-hmm. And uh, this well, is unrelated, but, but us- during scenes people use the phone, you can see three framed pictures of spoons on their table.
0: They're big spoon fans. I don't know what to tell you.
1: Oh, well, not not of spoon, but of, like, just silverware spoons. Okay. But, yeah, so that's a weird pizza thing.
0: I was wondering about the weird pizza thing. Uh, the Josh Whedon thing. I actually I have an update on this. I saw a, an article that kind of commented on it. Uh, he gave an interview to someone where he he uh, he actually cleared the air. He's like, oh yeah, no, I I I'm used to people like hating me. That's like that's what Twitter is like a live hate grenade. I just needed uh, I just needed some quiet uh, time to start writing again, and Twitter is the least quiet thing out there.
1: That's what he said, but he could just delete the app or something.
0: No, I don't know. It's I. I get it. If I if I were in that situation, I like guess just you don't need that in your life. Just I don't,
1: how no. yeah, I don't blame him, but he could have admitted that he doesn't have time for all the hate right now. At least there are people hating him because people didn't hate him this much before. I I thought. But I guess a lot of people now don't remember Buffy as well, or they weren't born when Buffy was on. That's a lot of the ones who seem to be mad.
0: I'm curious. I don't actually know what people are mad about. I.
1: Uh, it's it's mostly saying that the whole movie is extremely sexist or something.
0: Oh, the whole movie sexist? Okay, all right. Well, mostly I like didn't Scarlet Witch. I didn't pick Scarlet up on Witch,
1: that. Mind powers? Didn't think that was sexist. I thought that was just a really cool power thing to have. Uh, stuff about, I think, uh, what's her face? Old Black Widow. Old oh, Black, oh,
0: <laughs> Black Widow. Oh, Black
1: Widow. Well, that, I think that she has a romantic subplot in this movie and that she's a damsel in distress, Even though I'm pretty sure the other Avengers also were in various states of distress, and other people also have romantic subplots.
0: But yeah, okay, that's weird. People hate people on Twitter a lot. That's what happens, why Damon Lindelof deleted his Twitter account.
1: That's a shame. I thought he was pretty funny when he said stuff.
0: That's true. Although I as someone who was on Damon Lindelof's side for the longest time, like, oh no, the finale was great. Like he, he like he bought into the narrative of people hating the last season of lost so much that his lack of self confidence began to annoy me. Oh, I'm like, that's, uh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's it, kind of like, at, at first he was sympathetic. Like, he created this really beautiful thing that, that matters to me and a lot of people, and he doesn't seem to be able to see it. It's so sad. But then after a while, I'm like, ah, no, he kind of sucks. I hate him now.
1: I thought maybe he was trying that thing that, like, if a bully bullies you enough, like, yeah, fine, you're right. I am this and this and this, and it doesn't actually work. But maybe, I, maybe he just thought it was going to, and then the people were just meaner than ever after Prometheus came out.
0: I like Prometheus a lot as well. I
1: haven't seen it yet, but everyone hated him for that. Like, oh, you ruined it just like you ruined Lost, blah, blah, blah.
0: Well, people have the opportunity to hate Damien Lindelof all over again in two weeks when Tomorrowland comes out, which is a film that he wrote the screenplay for.
1: At least there isn't a previous franchise to hate that he ruined kind of thing.
0: It's it's based on Disney World. It ruins (laughs) Disney World for people. You
1: ruined all of that part of Disney World. Oh, yeah, hey, uh, I have a theme park update. Oh, please go ahead. I have heard that recently Nintendo has been in talks with Universal.
0: Oh, hey, that would be cool. If they had a Nintendo area.
1: Yeah, for an area like Harry Potter Land. There's speculation that it might be uh, replacing Universal's Marvel Land since Disney has now bought Marvel. I think uh, soon the trademark will expire on Marvel theme parks or something and that Disney get the rights to it. So I guess they'll remove that from there and replace it with Nintendo Land. I wish they were the full theme park, because I could probably think of enough really cool things they could do to fill a whole theme park.
0: They could just uh, incorporate the Nintendo area into the Harry Potter Land, like <laughs> Mario goes to Hogwarts, or... Make
1: it half Hogwarts, uh, half Princess maybe Peach's Castle. Maybe the Legend
0: of... Yeah, yeah, exactly. See, the
1: possibilities are uh, many. Uh, uh, Mario Kart, either roller coaster, or just a kart track. Disney World is one of those, sort of, if you drive in cars.
0: Yoshi playing
1: Quidditch. That probably wouldn't exist. I think, I don't think they'll do it, but they own Sonic, so a Sonic roller coaster, even though I wouldn't ride it, would be perfect. It makes amazing sense with all That's the true. loops and the turns, and mm-hmm. as you hit a thing, you can hear boring the spring It'd be sound. be like the
0: Green Hill Zone. Yeah.
1: yeah. Uh, if you have any more of these, write in. Oh, they can have, like, one of the carnival game things where you have to like shoot fake arrows at stuff at like yeah. rocks or something
0: oh yeah there's definitely a lot they could do with that
1: that's another question OT week what kind of stuff would they have in a Mario theme park or Nintendo theme park
0: Nintendo so don't limit yourself to Mario you got the Legend of Zelda
1: which is really rad Donkey Kong uh, Metroid mm-hmm. uh, oh they should have a Kirby restaurant where you, whoever inhales the most food gets your meal for free
0: you have to inhale the food?
1: Well, as in just eating it very fast.
0: Okay, all right. Not literally inhaling. He the sucks food. it
1: in, but I think he doesn't use his lungs when he swallows it.
0: Okay, that makes sense. So he doesn't just have like mashed potato lung. No, no
1: I don't think so. Tater lung. Oh
0: man, my great great grandpappy worked in the tater mines, and he he passed away from potato lung. <laughs>
1: I think people who dig taters together have a bond. Stronger than anything.
0: <laughs> yeah, You know,
1: <laughs> a lot of
0: people don't know this, but Ben and I dug Taters together. <laughs>
1: <laughs> if you watch Justify, that's going to be kind of funny to you, maybe.
0: <laughs> maybe, maybe. If if not, it's just confusing. So,
1: like, Trent? I think Trent watches it. Or watched it. Trent? Really? Well, I thought he was the one that mentioned it a long time ago, that it was pretty good or something.
0: Oh, maybe. Uh, Neil? I know Neil's watching it at some point.
1: Oh, yeah. Well, Neil might like that then. Oh, but they might have a Yoshi restaurant, or maybe Yoshi bathrooms. He has an incredibly fast digestive system. That's true. To to eat and then instantly poop out eggs. Well, also, what's wrong with his system that he poops out eggs? Yeah, that's not how. Digestive and reproductive system. (laughs) I've never really thought about
0: uh, (laughs) the inner workings of a Yoshi, but yeah, that uh, is concerning. You should probably see a doctor.
1: And they explode and hurt people when you throw them.
0: Just doesn't make any sense if you think about it. How
1: does he even throw them? They kind of hover above his tail, and then they fling towards something. I don't know if you understand Yoshi physics.
0: Yeah, I know. If uh, if Yoshi's listening, I'd love to hear from him. Oh her. yes. I don't. I don't want. I don't know what gender Yoshi is. Uh,
1: I think that well, the uh, the whole race is called Yoshi. They're the Yoshi uh-huh. race, but the main yep. one that he rides is also called Yoshi. So if we were just if like my name was human.
0: Okay, it's like these uncreative uh, people that name their cats Cat.
1: Yeah, it's like that, because maybe it's Mario's fault then, I don't know. Because I, I know in, like, Super Mario RPG, there's, like, a Yoshi section, or I think like, of, like, a, a uh, like a resort place or something like that. And there are a bunch of different Yoshis, but yours is still called Yoshi, but other ones have names. Mm.
0: Okay, alright. And then, of course, there's the Yoshi Island.
1: Where... Oh, yeah. Well, that was just him, though, I think. Was it? I
0: thought there was a bunch of Yoshis on Yoshi's Island.
1: Oh, wait. Oh, wait, no, there are, and you switch off between different people, I guess. But Mm -hmm. I guess those don't have specific names. That's just an island full of the Yoshi animal.
0: Okay, okay.
1: But, yeah, that's probably enough talk about that. I think we're done anyway.
0: Enough Yoshi talk. Uh, Yeah, so that uh, concludes this week's show. Uh, Ben, I just want to thank you for uh, podcasting here the past five years. It's been a lot of fun. We're going to miss you uh, tremendously.
1: I'm going to miss me, too uh hope you have fun with randall hope he works out okay if anything happens yeah, i can sub back in or at least guest host or something
0: we've got a pretty long list but uh we'll put you on there have we on heard the from hosting list. no i'm still waiting to hear from randall um hope he's okay i haven't you know at this point maybe i should be concerned i'm not sure uh but we'll go ahead and continue this conversation off mic. uh so thank you for listening And until next week, remember to keep happy. Okay, uh, so I guess I guess that went okay. I don't. I hope Randall's okay. I,
1: I don't. Um, well, I mean, well, as a person, I, I know. do, but I really don't. I, I want to keep doing this.
0: No, okay. I mean, uh, you know, I mean, I guess if anything happens to him, that yeah, you, you could be a you know the permanent host because
1: fingers crossed. No, but that, yeah. No, no, no harm wished upon him. Just sickness or tongue missing something where he can't podcast uh yes yes
0: that that podcasting disease
1: yeah but uh you know i'm sure i
0: hope he's okay i'm sure he's fine um hey do you mind if i turn on the radio i want to hear the uh score of the baseball game that's going on
1: oh yes uh that's fine we interrupt your program for some breaking news the body of randall slade was found just outside the happy cast Production studio just moments ago by his father orson slade on the scene say so that it looks like murder. That explains the police sirens. Oh yeah, all right. It's flashing lights outside. I hope he's okay.
0: Well, he's found dead.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I guess should we inform Slade or um the police do that? I guess the police do that.
0: I guess I didn't know. I didn't know that uh, Randall Slade. You get? I mean. You think they were related? Uh, was he his son?
1: Uh, it seems
0: <laughs> it seems weird for him not to mention that. Uh, there's a weird bit of nepotism going on there.
1: Secret nepotism. Who would never have known if he weren't murdered? Or maybe he just died of his own causes. Who knows what it was that killed him?
0: I don't know. I uh, I I hope that the police, uh, if he was murdered, I hope the police find whoever did this terrible terrible
1: crime. Maybe we'll find out next week.